0: If you can't wait a whole month for our next episode, you can join our Patreon membership for early releases and exclusive content for only $5 a month at patreon.com slash transgender school. And you can
1: rent our 90-minute course, Transgender Allyship 101, where we reenact my coming out and teach you how to be a true ally to any trans person in your life at vimeo.com slash demand slash trans ally. Welcome to the Transgender School podcast, where we talk about diverse LGBTQ identities and experiences so that we can all be better allies and advocates.
0: I'm Bridget. My daughter Jackie came out as a transgender woman when she was 19, I was totally unprepared, but I've learned a lot since then. When I came to terms with
1: my identity, I realized that I needed to transition, but coming out was very stressful. Now I want to help other trans people navigate their own experiences.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the Transgender School podcast. We are so honored to have with us today, Sander Jennings. And we welcomed his mom a couple of episodes ago and had an incredible conversation with her. And we know that we're going to have a great conversation with Sander as well. So welcome, Sander. Thank you.
2: I'm super excited to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And so I'll take a minute to introduce Sander and then we'll just Jump right into some questions and let the conversation flow. So Sander, as I'm sure you all know, is one of the stars of the TLC show, I Am Jazz. Uh, He is the loving, supportive, wonderful brother of jazz. And their wonderful family, the Jennings family, who really has modeled for us for many years how to be supportive and affirming and be an advocate and ally for a transgender family member, which is exactly what Jackie and I talk about and try to share with the world on our podcast and in all of our offerings and social media and our paid content as well. So Sander is a wonderful ally and advocate for the entire LGBTQ plus community. He's Jazz's brother. We see Sander out there all over the place participating in advocacy efforts, incredibly active on all the social media platforms and speaking out and protesting and marching and just so, so active and such a great ally and advocate. And we're so grateful to Sander for that work along with all of his family. And Sander, we're very impressed. You earned your master's in mass communication. I have a master's in communication studies as well. So we share that connection in the study of communication. You're the head of growth for Check-In. Congratulations on that. Sounds very exciting. A platform for communities to connect On shared human experiences and you're a very well known social media influencer, digital marketing strategy expert. So I'm sure we could learn a lot from you on all of that as we're trying to learn how to, how to share transgender school with more folks out there. And so that is our little brief introduction of you, but tell us if there's anything we left out, anything else you want people to know.
2: You definitely got a lot of it down. I'm just a person who loves to spread unconditional love, positivity and motivation to everyone and anyone. I love to work out. I love to go to the beach. I love to hang with friends. I'm just another guy who is passionate about supporting causes that I believe in and I truly believe everyone in this world deserves equal human rights and everyone deserves to be treated as such no matter how you identify. You should be sticking up for other communities so that we can all just be treated fairly, equally and feel safe in society.
1: Thank you and I think the obvious question to start with is, you know, what has it been like to be Jazz's brother and to have all of this public attention? And what has that experience been like for you?
2: I'm so grateful to be the sibling of all of my siblings, whether it be my twin brother, my older sister, or my younger sister, Jazz. I'm just so grateful to have such loving siblings who I get along with so well. Obviously, we have our bickering here and there, but we all love each other so much In the case of jazz, obviously, she is a very public trans individual, and I'm so proud of her for that. She's taught me how to live my most authentic self and be my most authentic self. And each and every day, I feel like I can take something from jazz and take something from each of my siblings. It hasn't always been easy being in the public eye. You know, in college, I like to say that I just wanted to fly under the radar. I didn't want to be that guy on the TV show, I didn't want to just be Jazz's brother. I wanted to create my own identity for myself. And I feel like in life, I have created my own identity for myself. But in doing so, I realized that being Jazz and all my siblings' brother is a part of my identity. It's a part of who I am. And that really allowed me in that recognition and stop being and, and kind of not being fearful of what other people say or think. Or if people are like, you're just Jazz's brother. I'm proud of that. And so, you know, it's, it's been a journey and I've learned a lot along the way, but today I am so proud to be jazz's brother and the brother of all my siblings.
0: Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I think I, I, when I see your social media and someone had criticized you or something for being Jazz's brother and you said, why would you not, you know, why would you not support your siblings and speak out and speak out for equality? And I just love the way you, you're very open about saying, I'm my own person, but I'm proud to be a supporter and ally and advocate. And you balance that well. I just see you doing a really good job of that out there.
2: Yeah. You know, there's something that I say a lot is a lot of people have this misconception that being transgender is a choice and that people choose to be transgender. People don't choose to be transgender. People choose to come out. And in order for people to feel safe to come out, they need allies and they need to feel safe in society. And so it is my choice to support the trans community and the LGBTQ plus community. So it's not a choice to be transgender, but it is a choice to be an ally. Transgender people just choose to come out when they feel comfortable because allies help create a space and a welcoming space. So a lot of people, you know, they'll come at me and I've heard it for years and Mm -hmm. years and years that like you're just coattailing off of jazz and you don't actually care. Well, let me tell you, there are receipts on receipts on receipts to back up my allyship (laughs) and how much I truly care about the community and the amount of time I spend creating content, thinking about it. I mean, not a day goes by that allyship is not on my mind. And it's not always like, oh, I'm Jazz's brother, allyship. It's like, oh my gosh, this trans bill just affected a bunch of trans people. Jazz is already past the age where a, a lot of these bills aren't affecting her, although some now are trying to affect adults. And so at this point, it's not about just being Jazz's brother. It's about that I'm passionate about supporting the LGBTQ plus community and being there for others who are being marginalized each and every day and being attacked simply for being their most authentic selves. I like to say, yeah, I get my authenticity and maybe my true beginning passion by looking at Jazz, but I choose to use my time and energy and passion to create the change. Um, and a lot of times, Jazz has no clue what advocacy I'm doing as <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. She doesn't need to know. I don't need her recognition. I need the recognition within myself to be like, I know I'm passionate about this. So I'm going to go out there and do what I have to do to try to create change in the community.
1: And I'm curious, having the communications expertise that you do, what advice would you give to someone who feels like they're in a similar place? They might have a family member or a close friend who's trans. They want to be an ally, but they're not sure what the right outlet for that is? How do they communicate on their social media? How can they make change in their communities? What What advice would you give to them?
2: Yeah, so I think on that question a year ago, I would have given a given a much different answer. I would have said, you need to be a public ally to your trans siblings, friends, neighbors, or LGBTQ plus friends, sibling, neighbors. You need to actually publicly support. You need to be posting on social media, be resharing. But allyship comes in many different forms, and a lot of people don't maybe have the following or feel as though they need to post about this because they don't really post that much on social media, but allyship comes in different forms and there's a bunch of things you could do behind the scenes as besides just in front of the scene. So I would say on the communications background, it doesn't matter whether you have a communications background or not. You can be an ally simply by doing a bunch of different things, whether that be posting on social media or going to a GSA meeting if you still have a GSA at your school, or simply telling someone that you support them. All these different things that you could do as an ally in front of the camera or behind the camera are important. And a year ago, I would have said, and you could even see it on an episode of I Am Jazz. I'm like, the way to create change is social media. You have to be posting on social media. That's how you show you're an ally. You're not an ally if you're not posting on social media. And actually through my work, I've, I've really realized that a lot of people are doing so much be, behind the scenes without posting. And that matters too. So it's a balance and and allyship comes in so many different forms.
0: You're right. I think I've changed my views on that too. And especially as, as time goes on, I see more and more like organizations and foundations and people are volunteering or they're contributing or they're doing, like you said, more behind the scenes kinds of things. So there's so many different ways that we can be an ally. There's not just one way to do that anymore. And I really like the way you put that. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yep.
1: 1000%. And I guess the the flip side of that question is, you know, what, I'm sure you've experienced a lot of resistance, both on social media and offline to your, your allyship and your advocacy and what advice would you give to, you know, an organization like transgender school, where we might be, We might not have the reach you do, but we definitely get a lot of pushback. How do you handle that personally? And what advice would you give to anyone else who might be experiencing the same thing?
2: So is this question like, what do you do when you're dealing with hate on social media or online? Like basically cyberbullying? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, this answer could be, some people might cringe at it. Some people might completely disagree. And some people might say, I'm not strong enough to think that way. But here's my personal thoughts, and opinion on this. Number one, as long as you're being safe about how you do it, if you are creating content that is stirring up negative comments and people fighting back, you're probably doing something right. When I post a piece of content, I'm inviting that hate. One, because my followers who support, accept, and love me usually come in and like they spread the the actual facts back And a lot of these people are coming from a place of hate. They're hiding behind a screen and they're opinionated. And it then leads to you being able to explain it in another video, create more content about maybe the misconceptions and myths that other people have that they're using to spread this hate. And so for me, I feel as though, and honestly, it's been harder more recently because of all the, the hate's gotten much worse because of the rhetoric being used by politicians making it seem like it's okay. But my advice is if you are getting that hate, you're probably doing something right. And if it's coming directly from a, when it becomes a problem is when it's a very close person in your life, when it's maybe a friend or a family member. And in those cases, you really need to decide, you know, is there some sort of ground you could place there for education to that person? Since you might have that direct connection. And if there's not, if they don't truly support, accept and love you, then are they worth your time and energy? And are they a reason you should put yourself down? And so like, in general, if I post a video and there's tons of hate on it, it doesn't bring me down. If anything, it, it leads me to believe people are at least talking about this. I know they say that statement, like, all bad publicity is good publicity. I don't completely agree when it when it gets to, like, physical threats and stuff like that. But in some cases, you know, we really do need the haters to come in so that all the lovers can spread that positivity and try to explain to them because that might be the only way they're actually going to listen.
0: Well, I really appreciate that because I I still sometimes get down when I see those comments. Like when we posted some of the clips from the interview with your mom, and I was just like so proud. I am such a fan of your mom because you know we're the same age and we have all these things in common, and we both have our trans daughter, and we're doing advocacy work. And when I saw some of those hateful comments, it it brought me down. It was really hard for me not to. So I appreciate your take on that, and I'm trying to develop that. Jackie, I think, has more of your attitude as well. I think. It can be hard as a mom. I just want people out there to know that we're human beings, even though we're posting these things out there, it can hurt. And even if you're on TV and you're famous and, you know, sometimes something does still get through and really hurt. And I want people to know that, (laughs) you know, even if I'm just speaking for myself, because it's hard for me, because I think of Jazz and Jackie and all the kids out there and that these hateful people are out there wanting to erase their existence, you know, so... I want to have your attitude, and I'm working toward it. But I also want people to know it sucks.
2: That's a great example of a hate comment I'm seeing come up more and more, and that's the hate comments directed at my parents. <laughs> and so every single time I mention in a video that my younger sister transitioned at age five, which she did, and she's living as a proud woman today, they say your parents forced her. Your parents made her your parents were irresponsible how could their child know at age five well guess what people jazz did know at age five she's living as a proud woman today don't listen to that one news article that took a random clip and said jazz regrets her transition and then like that's what it means because that's what's happening and why this rhetoric has picked up right now but my mom and my dad are the greatest parents in the world and they supported jazz through thick and thin they got the medical support that they went to medical support, listened to their daughter, and Jazz transitioned at age five because Jazz expressed she knew she was a girl, she was persistent and insistent, and they got the medical care they need and were guided by doctors every single step of the way. And so that's an example of a comment that I'm not going to stop saying that Jazz transitioned at age five because it's the reality, and it's the reality for a lot of trans people. And so, yes, it yields hate. But I know that my parents are loving, supporting, and they didn't force Jazz to transition.
0: Hell no. In fact, I just want to say, you know, since Jackie and I have shared this a lot, but there may be new people listening, I wish that I had somehow done a better job to open the door for Jackie, because Jackie came out at 19. And I think that if we had been better parents, maybe more like your parents, who could somehow have... Made it feel safer or been able to, you know, open the door, as I said, in some way. But for Jackie and for a lot of people, they would have loved to come out and transition at five, you know, the way your family embraced jazz in doing that. And I think your family is the model for how it should be. So I just want to say, you know, people really, really misunderstand that. It's so sad to see how you just don't know unless you have a trans person in your family. You just have no idea. Like you should have no say, <laughs> you know, in my opinion.
2: People hear transition at age five and they're like, no way a child can know at age five. Well, you weren't there. You mm-hmm. didn't see Jazz. You didn't see how she was expressing herself. You mm-hmm. didn't go to the doctor's. Who then guided my family and jazz on her transition and now jazz is living proof that you can transition at age five and be a proud trans woman at age she's 22 now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and then people will then be like oh it messed up her mental health look at jazz today i have mental health struggles my older sister has mental health struggles my twin brother has mental struggles so do my parents We all have mental health struggles. It doesn't help, of course, when you have hate coming your way every single day. It's not because Jazz transitioned to age five. It's because people keep coming at her, my parents, my family, and -hmm. saying that transgender is not okay when Jazz is living proof that it is. I'm really curious as
1: someone who's been subjected to a lot of different types of media. I imagine a lot of it without your consent. I would be curious to know what, what... role do you think both social media companies and traditional media companies have to contribute to this conversation in a positive way and to try to prevent hate from being on their platforms or to try to prevent amplifying hateful voices do you think they're doing a good job at that
2: we live in a country where freedom of speech you should have freedom of speech obviously when it reaches a certain level yeah i think the social media companies should step in. But the big pro- problem is that some of these people leading these social media companies are the people that are saying and don't believe trans people exist and think trans people should be erased. Look at our politicians and what's happening in all of the different states. So yeah, I think the social media platforms do a, a okay job at staying in the middle ground and trying to prevent hate. But at the end of the day, at some point, and I'm confident and we continue the good fight in politics, on social media, even on TV networks, we continue the fight and people are going to have to eventually pick a side. Are we going to just erase trans people from society? That's not going to happen. There's too many strong and powerful people on our side. And we just need to keep fighting because eventually there's going to be a breakthrough and everyone's going to be like, let's stop the bullshit trans people exist they matter and let's just start supporting and, and creating a, a space for them and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later and it feels like right now we're going backwards but we have to keep having hope so you
1: you brought up politicians a couple times and I think that's so important and'm I'm, I'm sure you've noticed our the politicians that lead our different home states are kind of engaged in this fight and trying to argue for the two different sides that you said people have to choose between, but it sounds like you're optimistic about the long-term outcome, that we will win this fight in the long term. So what is the path to getting there? How And how can people who want to help us get there help speed up that process a little bit?
2: Well, one example that I use in this case isn't exactly related to the LGBTQ plus community, but it relates to what we just saw happen in the Supreme Court with women's rights. And when we look at what happened with abortion? There were men speaking out for sure. But when you looked, it was mostly women. Yet most men have a girlfriend, a mother, a daughter, or someone who is being affected by this change. And so in that case, I feel like everyone needed to be speaking up and speaking out. And for us, It's important that allies start speaking out. That's what we really do. The LGBTQ plus community needs more allies to speak out, do the work behind the scenes, but also do some of that work in front of the scenes. I know earlier I said allyship comes in different forms, but I do think there is a rise in more allies actually being willing to speak up and speak out. And I think that is one thing that's going to move things forward. I think it's got to be people stop like actually meeting a trans person. I, I think The more that trans people continue to come out at the levels that they do and live their authentic selves, that means more people are going to meet trans people. And as more people meet trans people, I think people are going to recognize they're awesome. A lot of my good friends are are trans. And I like to tell other people, have you even met a trans person before you're coming up with these opinions? A lot of politicians creating these bills haven't even met a trans person. But we just got to keep having hope and moving forward.
0: Yeah. If you can have that optimism with with Governor, <laughs> I don't even want to say his name over there in Florida. shall not be
1: named. <laughs> yeah.
0: Then you give us hope, too, because you're in a really a battle there. Your state is... It's just heartbreaking the power of the folks who are trying to take away trans people's rights to their medical care and their support and t- taking away families' rights to do what's right for the children and their family. And it's just, we're watching over here from California and we see the work that you and your family are doing is so much more important in so many ways because you are there. You're, you're there in that state where these things are happening and where some of the worst I feel crimes against, you know, transgender people, LGBTQ plus people are happening, taking away their rights. So I'm impressed with how strong you're staying.
2: Yeah. People are like, why don't you just move away? Well, if everyone just moves away, then what? Yeah. Then Florida just becomes a space where trans people are erased. And then what Mm -hmm. happens? It comes to your state next, the place you move to,
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: then we're all. And trans people are raised across the United States. Unless mm-hmm. we fight the good fight and show that trans people belong in all 50 states. So what are we going to do? And mm-hmm.
0: that's
2: why we're still here. Yep. And that's why we got to continue to fight. And the people in other states, don't act like it doesn't affect you. Don't wait until it affects right. you to speak up and speak out. That's one thing that people need to do. Don't wait until it affects your state. For you to speak up and speak out, you need to be speaking up and speaking out now because your politicians are listening. And if they see Florida, this happening in Florida, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's fine, cool," then they're like, "Oh, I could do this in my state too." Exactly. Place for people to move. It's not that one thing I don't want to do, and what I don't try to do whenever I create content is raise the alarm to scare people because we Mm -hmm. scare trans people from coming out.
0: Mm -hmm. living their existence
2: Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this and you are trans and be proud of who you are truly do be proud of who you are don't let these politicians win by scaring us or scaring you away from being who you want to be yes of course be safe about it Mm -hmm. and start about it and know that there are a bunch of people that have your back
0: Thank you for saying that, Sandra. And I hope I didn't overstate because I also know that Florida has a huge LGBTQ plus community. Our cousin Gabby and their wife live there and are super active. They have a program called the Butch Boudoir Project program where they have, they do photo shoots with women who identify women and non-binary folks who identify as Butch and they're promoting that and making it kind of glamorous and fun. And so, and, and they're part of a huge LGBTQ plus supportive community in Florida. So I didn't mean to overstate. It's just some of the politicians. It's, it's concerning, but there is also great community in your state and there's a huge movement there to fight back. And that is inspiring as well.
2: Yep, but to my friends who are in Florida, there's more we can all do, Mm -hmm. especially the ones that don't identify in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to charge that up. We're doing everything we can. And if you are in Florida and you're transgender, non-binary, LGBTQ plus, know that there's people here fighting for you. And with time, things can and hopefully will get better.
0: Exactly. And what you said earlier, I really hope people hear you on that because the other side of that coin is like, we're in California and I've actually had people say to me, oh, we don't have to worry about those issues. We're in California. As if like, we're not going to care about everybody in the country, in the world. So I love what you said about that, that this is something we need to fight no matter where we are. It's not just about one state or one, one area or even one country. I mean, this is... This is a fight we need to continue to fight for the rest of our lives in whatever ways we can and are able to for the world globally.
1: And I think that is a good segue to our next question, which is you know what are going back to that that optimistic long-term view that that we will win this fight and that the majority of people, the overwhelming majority will will eventually make this decision to support trans people and to not give in to transphobia and hate. What are the rewarding parts of this work and of this journey as an advocate and an ally for you? What are the little anecdotes or the things that give you hope and and make you confident that we are going to win this fight?
2: It all starts with the people that I know lives have been affected by my family's work and the advocacy work that we do each and every day. We love hearing from the community that we touched them, saved their life, that Jazz was the first transgender person they've ever seen. I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. My friend was like, yeah, I didn't know what transgender was until I saw your family story. And hearing those messages of encouragement from the community and from allies really is rewarding and touching. It makes it all feel worth it because some days, and especially more recently, it's felt like it's just an uphill battle that's never ending. And you know, it might be never ending, but it's all about taking some strides. And so it's taking those pieces and the, the lives that we touch as an advocate and using that to kickstart more advocacy. It's also rewarding to know that the people coming from a place I hate have no idea what they're talking about. And then you can use that to pioneer more conversations. And when you stick up to someone who maybe you are close with that says or does something wrong. Maybe even call them in, and then they're like, "Wow, you opened up my perspective. It's super rewarding." But at the end of the day, it's it's all rewarding just to see smiles on people's faces. That's what I care about. I just want to help others, so that's what I try to do each and every day.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I get that. That's sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this next thing, or you know, we got to plan an episode, we got to schedule time. It's it's a lot of work sometimes, and I'm sure you're putting even a lot more time than we are into this work, but. Just hearing people who message us, who reach out to us, who comment on our posts and talk about the impact that's had, that goes a long way and that's
0: extremely motivating. If I could just share a quick anecdote on that, because I, I hope as you're talking, I'm just thinking, I really hope that you get a lot more appreciation and praise than you do hate because you have given so much. You've, you've let the cameras in your home and your life. You know, I've, you don't know me. You're just meeting me for the first time, but I've watched every episode. <laughs> jazz, of So I've seen you grow up, you know, I mean, this was, you were, you were all a lot younger. And I, you know, one moment that really stood out to me when Jackie first came out, One of the hardest things for me was telling people and telling people who I knew were like conservative and I didn't know what they were going to say. And we had a very different experience where people, some people were challenging because Jackie came out at 19 and it was like, oh, it's probably just a phase and all these really ignorant things that people say. And I was in this one conversation with a family, longtime family friend who we've always stayed friends, even though our family is like super liberal. And I knew that very conservative, very religious. And I was very nervous about this conversation And she said, Oh, no, no, I under, I said, you know, Jackie's transgender and, you know, told her a little bit. And she said, Oh, I know all about that. And I I love the show. I am jazz. I watched the show. I am jazz. And I was like, you watch the show. I am jazz. I was just almost fainted that, and that's my stereotype, right? That someone like her wouldn't watch. So I just hope you know what a huge difference you're making and that. I said this to your mom too, a lot of people who would probably have no one real person in their life who's transgender because of the circles they run in, right? Or they probably do know someone who's trans, but doesn't feel safe to come out or whatever it is. So I hope you get that feedback all the time as well, because I know it has not, I imagine it has not been easy to let the cameras into your life and all those moments as you're growing up as a teenager, but you really are Changing the world and changing perceptions in that work, and in all the work that you do for advocacy and the show, I just have to say that to you
2: for what it's worth. Thank you, I appreciate it. See, that's an example. It feels good, to hear good. stuff like that. <laughs> good. There you go. Good.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about, like, more specifically, the digital marketing work you do and check in, or anything else you want to just let everybody know about who might be listening?
2: Sure. So I got my master's in digital strategy from the University of Florida. I took my LSAT, thought I was going to go to law school like my twin brother and just found a passion mm-hmm. for using the power of communication to help others, really. Everything I do has to help others. And so I started as a freelancer, worked for a few companies, had some gigs and came across this company check that has aimed to basically create peer support for communities and for people to talk to someone who gets it. So we bring in audiences and then we connect them on shared experiences for eight minute casual, meaningful conversation. And it's been super rewarding work. We have check-ins for the LGBTQ plus community, an LGBTQ plus and allies check-in that has a lot of people on it and that come up every week and check in with each other. We actually have a diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders check-in. That's our second largest check-in with over 400 people signed up where DEI leaders who are doing work behind the scenes come together to chat about their work. We have a women veterans check-in where we're bringing together women veterans to chat with another woman veteran. So I love the work that I'm doing there at check-in and uniting different communities on those shared experiences. And I'm fingers crossed we could continue to grow. So we are a startup, so we need to continue to grow in order to, you know get more investments and survive as a company. So hopefully, I think peer support is so important and I absolutely love it. On top of that, I still do social media influencing and I also am a consultant. Some people who are listening might be familiar with the company Stealth Rose & Co. They're a luxury dop kit company for needles, syringes and whatnot. And they actually got a deal on Shark Tank recently. And I've been a consultant for them for over a year now. I work very closely with their their founder and help support their mission of trying to make sure everyone knows that there is some nice stylish and discreet medical bags for you. And so that's super rewarding work as well. I touched in a def- couple different other places with my marketing work in the future I might look to start an agency and, and bring together more clients, but every single thing I do will always be about helping others. And every company I work with, I want to make sure it helps others in some, some form or way. So I use my skills as a sales funnel marketer, as an outbound, inbound, all the different types of marketing. And over the past year, I have consumed so much knowledge through the work that I do. And I I feel like I have a lot to give to whatever company or whatever next thing I do. And I'm going to continue to give to the things that I'm doing now.
0: That sounds very exciting and powerful and like what the world needs. And I love your, I share that passion for just whatever I do. I want it to help people in in any help anybody and in any way I possibly can. So it's very inspiring to hear that that's your, that's your mission as well. And it also, yeah, yeah, it really sounds very interesting. I am going to look into all that more. Any advice for us on how to you have such a huge following of loyal fans and we're working to grow that. Any top tips for us <laughs> for transgender school?
2: I would need to, I would need to do a little dissect, dissecting <laughs> of what platform you're on and the things that you do. Uh, I've helped a, a handful of pages in this space mm-hmm. really grow and I've given a lot of advice to them. Anything my strategy if I give it everyone the same strategy then everyone's accounts are going to start looking the same.
0: (laughs) Right. That's true.
2: It's. I think, you know, I'd encourage you to really lean into the people that are listening to this podcast and the people that are part of your network to help Mm -hmm. you create content for your own page, because people love to see one person on a page, but they also love to see a community Mm -hmm. and space, everything. And so getting your community involved is a big piece of advice that I give.
0: Yeah,
1: no. That's so. If you're listening to this and you wanna, you got to pitch an episode idea or a video idea, or you wanna work with us on something, definitely reach out because we're. I think we're always
2: looking for people to collaborate with,
1: and that's that's a great idea. Yeah, and there's new
2: tools for collaboration too. Like you could be like, hey, tag us as a collaborator on your post, and we might Mm reshare it. You don't even have to do anything. People start tagging you as a collaborator, you're good to go. There's just a bunch of different ways and strategies for. For reaching people nowadays, yeah.
0: Well, you're on that note, you and your mom have been huge for us. We had way bigger following listeners, viewers on YouTube for our episode with your mom, and we're sure we are with you. So, we really, really appreciate you collaborating with us because you have a huge, you know, audience and platform. And so, to trust us, you know, to share your time and our, you know, be part of our community and collaborate with us, we're really grateful for it.
2: Well, it's trans. Visibility week, so mm-hmm.
0: to do as much right.
2: advocacy work as I can do. Mm-hmm. Same time, work is keeping me super busy. And I know, <laughs> like, I have a week social media break basically because I have to make sure that I'm taking care of my obligations and commitments, but also still showing up for the community. And so, yeah, that's what I'm trying to.
0: Do. Yeah, and I appreciate you for having me. Oh, yeah. Well, you definitely showed up for us today. We're going to let you go because we know you have more work to do and plans tonight. We have we have fun plans tonight, too, because Jackie's visiting. We're in two different rooms in the house and we're going to a pub trivia night. So it's going to be really fun. <laughs> Wish we could cheers. invite you, but we <laughs> are kind of far. Yeah. Cheers. So we all have a fun night with friends. And um we so appreciate your time, Sander. We know it's incredibly valuable. And you shared some very, very important insights and inspiration and we thank you for sharing yourself with us.
2: Thanks for thank having me. Sure. I'll give you I'll leave you with one last piece of advice and also it would be helpful for me if while you're going through this podcast you're just like wow this was such a good answer this plus this is a good answer it's only 23 seconds i recommend you make use of the short form and the long form and i also know for me if you provided me with a short form that like really does have like a great answer and i don't and especially if it's not coming from me but like you're the one who's like this was what we thought was just so powerful i recommend with your podcast even if it maybe means you're doing one less a a week or not but actually making sure you're taking all that content and not just saying one long form video i'm not gonna dog out TLC but uh four years ago I told TLC get get us some short form clips from the episode yeah. that was before yeah. TikTok even existed I knew I saw where the trends were going in the yep. society. I was like, do this come on let's do this and they're like oh we, we have to get approval from the whole network and all this and mm-hmm. like now it's about to air so we're not gonna do it two years later like here's some short clips for you I'm like oh we did this years ago our show could have blown up so that is a recommendation You're
0: so right you are so right. I, we are learning that for sure. And we need to do more of that. And I think Jack and I need to have a good conversation about a strategy for that because you're a hundred percent right about that. And I noticed that when we post those short things, they get a lot more views and a lot more engagement than if we post something long. I mean, it's just, you know, attention spans and people are busy and that's what, what grabs people. You're a hundred percent right about that.
2: And you still have me here right now. So I'm going to go a little deeper because now I won't. Yes. About it. On YouTube, you post a long video. You could put five little shorts. You make five shorts, connect to all those, or make the short and connect to the long video. Boom, that's how you create some YouTube synergy. Instagram, Facebook, I don't know how active you are on both of those, but make sure your reels are connected to your Facebook and Instagram because then you can connect and don't sleep on Facebook reels. I just helped my company grow our Women Veterans page in one month, 60,000 followers.
0: Wow.
2: Wow. So, don't sleep on Facebook reels either. Instagram and Facebook reels. Make sure it's connected. You don't have to do anything. Once you connect it, you're good to go. So those are two other pieces of advice I got. Okay.
0: You. We so appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Just before this conversation, we had a long conversation about how we need to be revising our social media strategy and learning more about how to get more engagement. So thank you for that very kind uh, complimentary consulting there. You're the expert and we know you're right about that. We're going to we 're definitely gonna apply that advice thank you awesome yeah and anything if anything else comes up reach out to us anytime you know if you have any thoughts for us because we know you have it all figured out and we're we're learning and we're picking up on this stuff and we're watching you and seeing how you're really making it all work in really powerful ways it's it's great
2: I don't have it all figured out no one has it all figured no, out no not all. I- I take in more information each and every day, whether it be social media, try to take in information to learn so that I can apply it to help others and help myself. But also as an ally, I don't know anything. I make a lot of mistakes and it's important just to grow from them and learn from them.
0: Exactly. Absolutely. That's all we can do. That's the best we can all do. And we have to keep learning. That's part of the whole journey is there's always going to be more to learn. Always.
1: Well, thank you again so much for taking the time to do this episode and for your advice, which I think we will definitely be using. And I hope you have a good rest of your night and the rest of your work week isn't too overwhelming.
0: (laughs) Thank you. We'll be sure to tag you and let you know when the episode's coming out. And thank you so much. We're so grateful.
2: All righty. Have a good
0: rest of your night. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our Transgender School podcast. We hope you learned something new and that you're inspired to learn more.
0: If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And please be sure to check out our website, transgenderschool.org. You'll find many valuable resources there, including news about upcoming courses we'll be teaching.
1: Make sure to join us for future podcast episodes. We'll catch you on the first Tuesday of every month.